Hello Blazers, this is Jeff Odo. Over the next year or so, I'll share some of my philosophies on what I think it takes to build a business from scratch to $10 million in 10 years. So buckle up for this week's episode of Start Me Up. Last week, I shared with you how to measure appointment ratios and the four benefits of doing so. This week, I want to advise you on how to increase the ratio itself, or in other words, how to set more appointments. I believe most solutions, most opportunities or challenge, they all come down to people and processes. Setting more appointments from the prospecting activities is absolutely no different. We need the right people with the right processes and techniques to be successful. But before we get into my recommendations, let's revisit the purpose of the prospecting sales call. Number one, you got to verify that CRM has the four pieces of information that's required for every single account that's in the system. A, do they outsource? B, when is the contract up for renewal? C, within $500, approximately what's your budget? And D, who's the decision maker? And all of the contact information, of course, that goes along with it. The second purpose of the prospecting call is to tell them who we are and what we do because that leads you into number three which is to uncover pain by asking the two questions exactly as written and to ask for the appointment. Okay, let's get into some recommendations. Increasing the appointment ratio comes down to doing three things right. People, processes, and persistence. And as always, we put people first. Success in sales is not as much what you say, but how you say it. Enthusiasm and confidence sell. All the coaching in the world won't make a difference if you're not smiling, if you're not enthusiastic, and if you don't have the confidence. If you want to improve your confidence, role play and follow a script. And once you have a proven record of success, you can freestyle. But winging a call with a decision maker is a recipe for disaster. A good script that is practice, practice, and practice again is what's going to help you increase appointments faster than anything. All right, on to processes. We've already established that oftentimes the most difficult thing for salespeople to do in our industry, or for that fact, any industry, is to talk to a decision maker. So when you finally do get to talk to him or her, the question is, how do you introduce yourself? Do you open the conversation by saying Citywide specializes in janitorial services and can also provide other services? Or do you say Citywide is a management company in the building maintenance industry managing more than 20 different services? Well, I think you already know this by now, but let me reinforce one more time that I strongly disagree with introducing yourself as a janitor service company, mostly because that's exactly what your competition is saying. And I sure hope you realize the difference between the two introductions. I hope that you agree that the difference between winning and losing oftentimes lies in very small subtleties like this. In order to maximize your chances for success, you must describe your company as what Citywide truly is, which is a management company in the building maintenance industry. This is why you joined Citywide and not the competition. And one of the many benefits of using this script is that it opens the door to more dialogue because you're going to need to explain to them what it means. Think about this for a second. You have a choice between telling a prospect who we are 
and what we do in a manner that creates intrigue and dialogue versus describing your company the exact same way your competition does. Well, obviously, I recommend following the system and starting where the prospect is experiencing pain. What follows is a quick refresher on what to say and what not to say. First things first. Tell them again who we are and what we do. For example, hey, Johnny, Citywide is a management company in the building maintenance industry. We represent our clients rather than our contractors. This means we can help you with anything from X to janitorial to Y. Remember, both X and Y need to be services that traditional contractors do not offer. Back to role playing, our job is to save you time and solve problems associated with managing multiple facility service contractors. And then, of course, once you've done that, it's time to ask the two questions exactly as written, which again are people typically want to talk to me about one or two things. Either they want to talk about which contractor is causing them the most pain and frustration, or they want to talk about which service is out to bid next. Which would you prefer? Now bite your tongue and just listen. And even though this is not foolproof, It's a whole lot better than introducing yourself as a janitorial company who can also offer a bunch of other services. This process, our process, is considered the very best option to get our foot in the door. And that's primarily what we want because people buy from people they like and trust. And once you're in front of a prospect, chances are you're going to be able to create an opportunity for either you or the FSM who's responsible for handling the NJS opportunity. History shows us you will not achieve success you desire if you are asking the prospect yes-no questions such as, do you have any pain? Do you outsource janitorial services? Do you have any contractors who are causing you frustration? Will you be putting any of the services out to bid? These are all terrible yes-no questions. But remember, even if you ask the two questions exactly the way we recommend it, chances are you're still going to get some sort of an objection, which is fine. Objections are almost always a smokescreen because in reality, the prospect does not understand who you are and what you do. But the more comfortable you are with overcoming the objection, the better you'll become at explaining who we are and what we do. You see, the good news about objections is the most are all the same, and so they become easier and easier to address over time. Which, by the way, later in this series, we have an entire episode that covers these kind of objection issues. But finally, I want to talk about persistence. In order to be successful in sales, any sales, any industry, we have to have the tenacity and the willingness to follow up. In other words, we need to be persistent. And in this case, CRM is your friend. There is an amazing amount of data that can be captured within CRM. The information captured on the first few calls allows you to sort all of your calls going forward. There is never going to be enough time in the day to make all of the dials, which is why we need to allow CRM to help us work smarter. Not harder, but smarter. And that's why we recommend you sorting your calls by contract renewal date first and then estimated budget. If you don't capture the information in the first place and then do these sorts, You're going to either be calling alphabetically or you're going to be spending a lot of time trying to figure out who should be called next. I promise you, you're going to get a whole lot done in a shorter amount of time 
if you will capture the information and sort CRM calls by these functions. Thanks for listening to Start Me Up. I hope that you'll talk to your team about what you learned today and implement something specific between this week and next. This will allow you to keep building on the foundation for a successful citywide business. Rip along, my friends.